Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. Please be aware the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome heathens! Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night, frighteningly imagined creatures, supernatural beings, and even some unsolved mysteries. But I promise all sorts of weirdness. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's dark enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well, we have another listener suggestion. Don't forget to get your stories to me so that I can tell your stories too. Anyways, all right, listener suggestion. So with that said, of course, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation, as always, my darlings, is yours. So choose your poison accordingly. All right, now for the game part. How about every time I say ancient, that will be a single shot. And every time I say Stargate, that will be a double shot. All right, now that we have the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's Dark Enigma. And our offering today of Strange and Mysterious Portals and Stargates of the Ancient World. Ooh, sounds like a good one. I love all kinds of portals and stargates. I hope you do too. The ancient world is infused with all manner of mysteries that have perplexed us or faded into history. And among these were the myriad remarkable inventions and displays of knowledge often shown by various peoples of the past, ranging from great feats of engineering to strange devices, to remarkably accurate maps of the stars, and more. Often inexplicable and baffling, these curiosities demonstrate that, far from being primitives, these ancients often had access to technology and skills far ahead of their time. 
But some incredible artifacts, structures, and sites discovered around the world seem to suggest that this knowledge may have passed even beyond that. To reach out into the world of science fiction and fantasy and hint at a possible ability to step through doorways in order to traverse time and space, or to somehow move through dimensions or worlds. So today, we're looking at some of these anomalous portals and stargates of the ancients. Standing at Hayumarca in Peru is a structure that consists of two apparent stone archways, with one measuring exactly 22 feet by 22 feet, and another smaller one measuring about 7 feet high, both carved into sheer rock. While the structure is mysterious and fascinating enough as it is, the legends and rumors that surround it are even more fascinating. The ancient Incas believed that the larger of the two doorways was used by the gods to travel between worlds, whereas the smaller one was for mortals, and together they earned the name Puerta de Hayumarca, or the Gate of the Gods, which could supposedly only be opened through a special ritual and a key shaped like a golden disc called the Key of the Gods of the Seven Rays, which was said to have fallen from the sky long ago. The gateway was allegedly used to great effect in the 16th century, when Spanish explorers came through hunting for gold and other valuable treasure. According to the tale, one Incan priest named Amaru Maru decided that he was not going to let the gateway key fall into Spanish hands, so he retreated to the doorway, performed the required rites, and inserted the key to open it. There then supposedly appeared a brilliant tunnel of light into which the priest disappeared off to the land of the gods, never to be seen again. The Hayumarca Gate of the Gods would later be forgotten for centuries, lost to the winds of time, and its eventual rediscovery would turn out to be almost as weird as the legends associated with it. In 1996, a tour guide named José Luis Delgado Mamani stumbled upon the remote, long-lost ruins completely by accident. Although he would later claim that he had, for years, had strange dreams of a doorway full of blinding blue light and a shimmering tunnel somewhere out in the jungle. José would say of his discovery and these dreams, and I quote, when I saw the structure for the first time, I almost passed out. I have dreamed of such a construction repeatedly over the years, but in the dream, the path to the door was paved with pink marble and with pink marble statues lining either side of the path. In the dream, I also saw that the smaller door was open and there was a brilliant blue light coming from what looked like a shimmering tunnel. I have commented to my family many times about these dreams, and so when I finally gazed upon the doorway, it was like a revelation from God. How do you make order of such a strange occurrence? End quote. Interestingly, examination of the structure itself would show that there is indeed an alcove in the rock about just the right size and shape to hold a disc-like object. 
Additionally, there have been those who have claimed to have experienced strange sensations when near the gateway, such as anomalous noises, including music and whispers, as well as hallucinations of stars and columns of fire. And there are claims that a certain energy can be felt reverberating through the rock when touched. Was this ancient site really some sort of magical portal? And if so, who made it and why? Because it is unknown. Moving on. Also in South America is the Gate of the Sun, located within the ancient ruins of the city of Tiwanaku in Bolivia, which was once the capital of the great empire stretching from Bolivia all the way to Peru and Chile. The city is steeped in ancient lore, with the original inhabitants believing that the sun god Viracocha had chosen this location to create the human race. And it was said that he used this gate to travel from one dimension or world to the other. The gate itself is an arch hewn from a single massive block of stone, which has etched onto its surface various images of strange winged feet figures with curled up tails and wearing what appears to be helmets, as well as a carving of the sun god himself, complete with beams of light emanating from behind him as he dramatically wields two staves. The gateway has been said to have perhaps opened between worlds, but that it was damaged in some unspecified catastrophe, and sure enough, when it was discovered by outsiders in the 1800s, it was found to be toppled over onto its side with a large crack in the top right portion. It's unknown how this happened, but it certainly seems in keeping with the legend that it was destroyed and rendered inoperable in some event. Since the true purpose of the mysterious stone archway and the source of this damage is unknown, is it possible that it was once some sort of stargate? Interestingly, the Gate of the Sun is thought to lie along the same grid line as the Gate of Hayumarka, and the two undeniably resemble each other somewhat. Were the two connected somehow, or even fashioned by the same mysterious inscrutable builders? Unfortunately, we will probably never know the answer to that. In Sri Lanka, there is a place nestled within the remote rocky wilderness and caves of Ranmusu Oyana, or Goldfish Park, between the Thisawiwa Reservoir and the Isrumunaya Rock Temple, where there were found numerous strange symbols carved into stone on a grid measuring around six feet in diameter, and even more bizarrely, four stone seats located directly in front of it. It has been speculated that the symbols represent some sort of code key to open a gateway between worlds, or even an ancient star map of some sort, which is called the Sakwala Chakraya, or roughly the rotating circle of the universe, more commonly referred to as the Stargate of Sri Lanka. There's very little known about the creators of this particular site, or even exactly how old it is, leaving its ultimate role a mystery. There is said to be an ancient stargate lost and hidden at the Euphrates River as well. According to researcher Elizabeth V., who has written several books on ancient stargates, this portal is buried under the ruins and remains of the Mesopotamian city of Eridu, 
and which has remained utterly lost to us. This stargate is claimed to be connected to Sumerian gods and kings, which V believes regularly use such portals to travel around the universe. She even claims that the lost stargate is mentioned in the Bible in chapter 9 of the book of Revelation, which says, and I quote, Then the fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen from heaven to earth, and it was given the key to the pit of the abyss. The star opened the pit of the abyss, and smoke rose out of it like the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke from the pit, and out of the smoke locusts descended on the earth. V is convinced that this mention of the abyss is referring to the stargate, which in this particular case seems to have led to some place perhaps not very pleasant. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking forward to smoke and locusts, but, you know, whatever. Whether this passage is actually talking about portals or not, the idea of Sumerian stargates is somewhat supported by the occasional strange discoveries of depictions of Sumerian gods or kings using such devices, such as a seal with a god appearing on a stairway, surrounded by what appears to be columns of water, and another that depicts the god Ninurta, standing at a gateway ready to push a button while wearing what appears to be a modern wristwatch of all things. Ancient Sumeria is often claimed to have had some of the most ancient of the supposed stargates, and were said to be portals used by entities from another world to travel between this planet and a mythical world called Niburu. It all sounds pretty far-fetched to be sure, but these ancient people certainly seem to believe it, so the question is, is there anything to it at all? Considering its role as an important ancient civilization, it is perhaps no surprise that Egypt should have its own alleged stargates. Perhaps the most well-known of these is the site called Abu Ghraib, located at the Abu Sur pyramids and just about 20 minute drive from the Great Pyramid of Giza, commonly called the Crow's Nest, Abu Ghraib, is thought to have been built by the 5th dynasty pharaoh Nisur in around 2400 BC as a temple to worship the god Ra. The site itself has deteriorated considerably over the centuries to the point that it is now practically mostly rubble, but it is believed that it once stood around 15 feet high and likely imitated the sun temple at On or Heliopolis. One curiosity of the highly sacred site is a massive platform fashioned from alabaster, which is formed into the shape of the Kimiatian symbol Hotep, which stands for peace. Although the exact purpose of this platform has been lost to history, according to one theory by a researcher of ancient Egypt by the name of Abid Hel Hakim Awayan, it was used to harness and channel certain vibrations and earth energies to convey a kind of harmonic resonance in order to create an enhanced sense of enlightenment and awareness of the universe. This supposedly allowed one to attune themselves to the universe and to directly communicate with sacred spirits of the universe called the Needers, which were beings said to have on occasion actually visiting Earth, possibly through Abu Ghraib itself, essentially making it a stargate. Unfortunately, we will probably never know if this was true, or based on any sort of reality, or if it's just pure legend. 
A very, very bizarre alleged stargate of some sort is said to exist in the mountains of southeastern Arizona. In 1956, treasure hunters Rob and Chuck Quinn came to the area on a mission to find gold and lost Spanish treasures, but would find something beyond their imagination instead. The two treasure hunters had already experienced quite a bit of bizarreness in the area in the form of mysterious floating lights at night when they reportedly stumbled across a strange stone archway standing in the middle of nowhere which measured seven feet high and five feet wide and possessed columns of andesite 15 inches diameter. The archway was oddly standing amongst scattered and broken geodes, their content glittering in the sunlight. As curious as all this was, they had treasure to find, so they simply made a note of the location and continued on their way. When they later mentioned the archway to others, a local Indian guide known only as John knew what it was and had quite a few tales to tell about it. He claimed that on occasion people who had ventured through the archway had vanished into thin air and that stones thrown through it would often not emerge from the other side as if it were some kind of portal to, well, no one really knows. John also heard tales of the doorway glowing or shimmering, and he even had had his own very weird experience there. He told them that he had once been trekking through the area and noticed that even though that day had been dark and cloudy, the sky through the stone archway had appeared clear and blue, a phenomena which he could not explain. The Quins decided to go back to the enigmatic site, and things would only get weirder from there. At first, there wasn't much to see. They experimented with the archway by throwing rocks through it and even shoving their arms in, but nothing strange occurred at all, and their skepticism of John's fantastic tales grew. However, the following day, as they rummaged about the site, Roy and another team member witnessed the portal shimmering for several minutes like a heat mirage, and not long after this could feel a building pressure in their ears. This apparently lasted several minutes before dissipating. The effect could not be replicated, but a passing group of treasure hunters would tell them that the stone archway was indeed imbued with some sort of inexplicable force, claiming that as they had been camping there, a rain of stones had pelted their camp from nowhere, and that the stones had been warmed to the touch. It was an intriguing story, but nothing else strange happened at the site during their expedition, and they went away with more questions than answers. The Quins would not forget the anomalous stone doorway, and in 1973, Chuck ventured out to the site once again. As he hiked up the canyon, he claims that when he stopped for a rest, he noticed that there was another canyon that had not been there before. Thinking this to be rather odd, he climbed back down and entered the canyon from a different direction, where he realized that in fact he was in the same canyon he had been in before, only he had somehow been transported 250 yards down the canyon he had hiked along, and to another slope that was facing south rather than west. It was a very jolting experience that convinced him that he had traveled through some sort of portal and teleported from one place to another. It's all a very bizarre tale, and one wonders how much truth any of it has, or what became of this mysterious ancient gateway. 
Some tales are even more outlandish yet, such as is the case with the ancient Sumerian stargate that supposedly can be found in a massive ziggurat near Nisiraya, a city about 370 kilometers southeast of Baghdad, and which has sparked all manner of rumors and conspiracy theories. The Stargate was allegedly discovered in the 1920s, and when word got out that it was there and actually worked, many governments sent out expeditions to try and find it for their own purpose. Here's what, here is where conspiracy theories start to get fueled, with some claiming that the Anglo-Iraqi War of 1941 was started specifically as an excuse to gain control of the Stargate. Of course, Nazism comes into play here, and they were said to have spent great resources and effort on finding the supposed Stargate during World War II. In later years, a persistent and bonkers conspiracy is that the United States actually launched the Iraqi War of 2003 for the purpose of getting their hands on the Stargate, which was at the time supposedly thought to have been moved to a cavern beneath one of Saddam Hussein's palaces, where the dictator had learned to harness his power. America apparently got wind that Hussein had control of this powerful relic and moved in, thus starting the war. When Baghdad fell to American forces, the area happened to fall smack in the middle of a highly guarded and fortified green zone, which the conspiracy states is no coincidence. There have been a few whistleblowers who allegedly have come out of the woodwork to confirm that the U.S. wanted access to this technology, including one Dan Burrish, who claims that he was part of a covert team that went into Iraq on a mission to find the portal. One researcher and advocate of this theory is a Dr. Michael Sala, who is said of America's desire to possess the Stargate and others like it thus, and I quote, Essentially, more and more people are coming forward saying that they have been involved in these classified programs where these technologies are used quite regularly and that they are found all over the planet. Iraq is just one place that they're found. They are also located in places like Iran and Syria, which is why there is a push for America to go into Iran and intervene in the Syrian civil war. All this is very significant in what drives international conflict. End quote. It's all a fairly off-the-wall theory that has nevertheless gained momentum and popularity among some conspiracy theorists and has been much debated and discussed. Alas, it is totally unknown if such an object was ever really found in Nisiraya, or if it is real, or what it even did. There's no evidence at all of any sort of stargate in some basement in Saddam Hussein's palace, and it all remains pure conspiracy and speculation. But, I'm with you, this could make a pretty damn cool movie. I'm just saying. Come on, Hollywood, make this movie. I'm just saying. There have been theories. Perhaps the most popular is that these gods the ancients spoke of were in fact advanced extraterrestrials who used their technology to fashion these portals and travel through them. Another is that many of these sites seem to lie on convergences of ley lines or natural veins of energy said to crisscross our planet and that they somehow harnessed and exploit this energy to create some kind of wormhole or dimensional doorway. There is also the idea that at least some of these sites may have held a miniature black hole or some other vortex that could allow travel over space or even through time. 
There's no way to know, and it is of course likely that it is all just legend, myth, and speculation. But it certainly is an alluring idea to think that among the many mysteries of the ancients, they found a way to do what is typically firmly in the realm of science fiction, to travel across great distances in the blink of an eye through portals and stargates. If they were ever real, where did these gateways take them? What wonders did they see when they stepped through these portals? Perhaps just as curious is who or what stepped through from the other side. The answers remain buried. And with that, my darlings, we have come to the end of today's episode. And I thank you for joining me here today on Renegade Talk Radio. And I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on today's episode and what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, you want to tell me what you think, you got an idea, you need someone to talk to, drop me a line. I do reply to every single email. And on that note, that's all the time that I have for this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And you guessed it, don't forget to tune in next time. See ya, my heathens. I love ya. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.